Welcome to our weekly devotion. I'm looking at Numbers 11 this week. And what happens is, as I'm going through my daily reading, I'm often struck by different things that stand out each year. And so I make notes every year as I'm going in order to remind myself throughout the years of what stood out to me. I, I usually just put a little mark in the margin and maybe a, a word or two to remind myself what I was thinking when I made the mark. And that way I can see my things that stood out to me in my own progress also, as I think about things I've learned and grown in over the years. And then that also gives me ideas is to share with you, because hopefully as you're doing daily devotions or daily reading, that, that same thing does, happens for you. And you're marking this throughout the years and building in your understanding. This year, as I came to Numbers 11, I saw that I'd marked this before. And this is when the people are complaining about food. Uh, it says in Numbers 11, the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. Now, this should stagger us, both for the Israelites, but also for ourselves, because I'm often around people who are complaining. They have a complaining spirit. And it should stagger us that we ever complain about anything, the Israelites or us, because of God's great love and mercy towards us. What in our lives could we complain about? Now, the only thing that we end up complaining about, they say misfortunes, is what turns out to be not misfortunes at all, but the disciplining hand of God. God brought them out of Egypt. He's going to establish them in the land. They rebelled. They're being disciplined. And that involves suffering, and yet they complain. And so the Lord hears it, and his anger is kindled. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. And that's what, what you see oftentimes is, is people who are outliers are complaining and trying to get other people to join them in their complaints. So they work along the edges and try to say, hey, you know, you know Moses isn't doing that great. Aaron's not doing that great. This whole temple or tabernacle idea, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, we're out here in the desert. We barely have enough food to get by. How are we ever going to be a nation? So you can imagine their complaints, but even more helpful or, or equally helpful maybe is, is thinking about our own complaints. And what do we complain about, about before the Lord? So the people cry out to Moses and Moses prayed to the Lord and that fire along the camp died down. And it says the rabble, those outliers, the complainers, these, are, these may even have been Egyptians that were straggling with them, but, but Israelites who are not strong in their faith, they have a strong craving. And the people of Israel again wept. Again, they're complaining, and they say, oh, that we had meat to eat. And they remember back to the worldly life they had before they were brought out of Egypt. We had fish that cost nothing, and cucumbers and melons and leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our strength is dried up and there's nothing to at all but this manna. So they're complaining about their condition, that God is not providing for them. Remember, the complaint isn't just about food. It's that God is not providing for them. And it's the rabble. And they're going to try to get others to join them, just like the, the 10 spies ruined it for everyone. These are going to try to get others to join them in complaining about God's provision. It's not being done the way I want, and so I'm going to complain and then it describes the manna, what the people do with it. That's what they have to eat. It, it, it's sufficient. It's, it's not bad. I mean, the way to describe it makes it sound kind of good. But it's also from the Lord, and you're getting your daily bread from the Lord, who's personally providing for you. God's not a force. God's a, a person. Uh, 
and providing for you in a way that he's not done with anyone else. And they're complaining. And Moses hears this. And, and this is the part that stood out to me. So all that was kind of building up to this part. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their clans, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord blazed hotly, and Moses was displeased. And now listen to what Moses says. Moses said to the Lord, why have you dealt ill with your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Did I conceive this people? Did I give birth to them? That you should say to me, carry them in your bosom and as a nurse carries a nursing child to a land that you swore to give their fathers? Where am I to get meat to give all these people? For they weep before me and say, give us meat that we may eat. I'm not able to carry all these people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you will treat me like this, kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight that I may not see my wretchedness. So he notices he's pushed to his limits and asks, are these my kids? And it was funny to me because I'd recently met with a pastor and, and he said that, that, that uh, a lot of times the people in church are acting like kids and you're their parent and, and you think to yourself, I'm not your parent. Uh, didn't you already grow up and get past that stage? And so then when I read this in Moses and, and a pastor just said that to me, it stood out that, yeah, that's, that's really an interesting way of thinking of the burden. And Moses is also complaining, although his complaining here is different. He, this is not yet when he sins. He sins when he strikes a rock twice. This is recognizing I'm at my limit. This is too heavy for me. And these people's complaints are too much. And we can often feel that way especially if you're a parent and you have kids, then you can't say this. These aren't my kids, but you can say, Lord, why did you give me these kids? Or you're in authority position. And what we want to do is re recognize even for Moses, God provides for him. God disciplines the people more severely after this. And then he sends uh, quail for them to eat. And he says, you're going to have meat until you are disgusted by it. You'll have meat till it's coming out of your nostrils. If that's what you think will make you happy. And the world is usually like that. The world, we think, oh, if I just had this, I'd be happy. But that's not true. Once you get it, you're still not happy. And the meat wasn't their problem. Their discontent was their problem. The meat is only a secondary thing, but they're discontent and they're complaining about God. And so we need to take heed from this, that even Israel that saw the miracles in Egypt and the desert can fall into complaining and of their misfortunes. The Lord loves us. We never have misfortunes in our life. There are no such things. Fortune does not go govern the world. God does. And he cares for his people, both in lovingly provided for them, but also in disciplining them as they need to be disciplined. And the sooner you, a person recognizes in that they're going through discipline because of sin, they can confess it, uh, read Psalm 51 and reflect on how, how confession looks in David and, and, and uh, confess in the same way the more you're growing then from the Lord's work in your life. So the people complain, let's never be like that. Let's learn from this example of Israel.